Hello and welcome to another episode of the Journal of Isakos podcast. My name is Dr. Andreas Voss and together with Dr. Manus Brilakis, we're more than happy to have Professor Volker Muschel from Pittsburgh, USA with us today. In this episode, we will talk and discuss about his recently published article in the Journal of Isakos entitled Clinical Outcomes After Anterior Cruciate Ligament Injury, Panther Symposium ACL Injury Clinical Outcomes Consensus Group. Hello, Volker. Welcome to the podcast and thank you for your time. Hi, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So before we start, maybe we can just introduce yourself a little bit and give us uh, some information about your clinical background. Yes, uh, I'd like that. Thanks. Um, so I, uh, I'm from Berlin in Germany and I moved to Pittsburgh in 2000. I've gone through research there, residency, and uh, since 2009, I'm a faculty member at the University of Pittsburgh and now in the position of Chief of Sports Medicine. So I'm a team physician for the football team. I uh, do knee and shoulder surgery. I have my own lab. It's a robotics lab. I run with uh, Dr. Richard Debsky and we do clinical outcomes research as well. So quite busy and it's a fun place to be. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. So back to your article. This consensus process was uh, done during the Panther Symposium. But what is the Panther Symposium exactly? We know that you are also involved in the ACL study group. Uh, is this something similar? What is your mission? Yes, the Panther meeting was created in 1986 by Dr. Fu. So it's a meeting in Pittsburgh. The mascot of the university is the Panther. So that's why we call it the Panther meeting. And Freddie had this meeting in the beginning with Chris Harner and Jay Irgang. And now recently uh, myself did it with uh, Bryson Lesnia, Carola Fanek. Uh, it's a meeting a little bit like an ACL study group with maybe a hundred people all invited speakers from worldwide and it's around the topic of knee and specifically the ACL so it's a think tank meeting and it's been a meeting that has every three years a recurrence in Pittsburgh. Interesting so the aim of the consensus meeting was to define a what specific outcome measurements should be used when conducting an ACL outcome study and b at what follow-up time those outcomes should be assessed so maybe you can just summarize uh, your results and recommendations before we start the discussion yes so uh, for those of you do, would you like me to explain the delphi method right now how to that's a very a good that's a very good idea okay. yeah so if, for those of you who don't know in in this method using the delphi method we uh, we created a consensus panel by looking all over the world for experts and we chose 25 experts, which we eventually all invited to Pittsburgh to the meeting. About 18 months prior to the meeting, we developed uh, preliminary recommendations. Uh, then all of the experts were emailed those recommendations and had to make statements such as, I agree, I disagree, I st strongly agree, or I don't care about this recommendation. And then we modified these recommendations at the meeting in Pittsburgh. We then went through each one of these. I think there were 12 recommendations and we would adopt in a recommendation if 80% of the group uh, agree with the statement. So we modified them and the main findings that we had is one, a clinical outcome study about the ACL ought to have two years of clinical follow up. And of course, They may be a little controversial some people would say well once an athlete returns for one season they're good right well yes and no you know so two years is really a minimum outcome so you can one talk about failures two 
can talk about the patient reported outcomes. And of course, if you want to talk about long term and radiographic outcome OA and so forth, then two years is not long enough. Another outcome uh, that we adopted is that the IKDC, the International Knee Documentation Committee Standard Evaluation Form, should be the one that is used universally. And when you look at all the different outcome measures, there are so many different scores, but it's difficult to compare apples and oranges. So the IKDC was adopted by our consensus as the outcome of choice. Perfect. So that should be a, a paper that should be a, a, the leading, a leading paper in the future for knee surgeons and outcome measurements. And uh, what yeah. I really like about your article is the inclusion of uh, objectively measurable parameters, which I think is essential to reduce bias in outcome studies. Therefore, I want to pick out a tool you have developed in Pittsburgh and also mentioned in the article, the Pivot Shift app. So what does this app do exactly and how can it help us to objectively measure stability or instability? Yeah, so and thanks for asking this. We're really uh, proud about this app. This is actually a really simple tool that we developed almost 10 years ago now in, in, ago in 2011. So Yuichi Hoshino from Kobe, Japan, he was a research fellow at the time uh, and a few others and myself, we started developing this. So. With the same exact background you just mentioned, we wanted to objectify the pivot shift because as you know, you give it grade one, two or three, but what really does that mean? You may call it a grade two and I say, I disagree, it's a grade three. So instead what we do is we mark three markers on the side of the knee over the lateral epicondyle and the Gerdes tubercle in a third marker. And then doing the pivot shift, we measure the motion of these markers and then can basically make a statement what the translation is in the lateral compartment. And that goes anywhere between one and maybe 10 millimeters. Um, and so we can quantify this by using an iPad app, but quite simply, it's almost instant. It maybe takes about five seconds to do. And then what our ultimate goal is with this app, that we can help with indications, for example, for additional procedures. When should you do double bundle or single bundle? When should you do a lateral procedure, you know, extra versus just intra And I think the indications currently are lacking. So we're very excited that we, we have this app. Now, if you ask me, can I obtain it? <laughs> Which I'm sure is your next question. Um, not currently but we're working on putting it on an app store for free as a research app that's always been our goal um, but there are all kinds of regulatory hurdles uh, that have been in our way so hopefully we get that very soon and i'll be the first to share that uh, with Gisakos. and i would also like to mention that isacos the society uh, gave us our well their first research grant in 2012 we were the recipient of it um, validating that that app. So that was a study we did from 12 to 16 and we really appreciate Isacos support. Perfect. This sounds very good and I'm looking forward to find it in the App Store. And, uh, do you use the app routinely in your practice? Yes, I use it in the operating room prior to surgery just to uh, refine my indication. So I have my MRI and I know the ACL is torn but then I get the pivot shift up. I do a side-to-side -side comparison I measure, of course, also the uh, with the rolling meter, the uh, anterior translation. Then I measure the pivot shift, and then refine whether I want to go lateral tenodesis or not. Perfect. And you also concluded that a minimum of two years follow-up is necessary for a comprehensive and reliable determination of outcome. 
Uh, is this only necessary in a researcher's perspective or also valid for a clinician in his daily practice? The reason why I'm asking is because um, a lot of surgeons are confronted with insurance companies questioning about the final evaluation of the ACL reconstruction and the possibility of a remaining instability. Do you think two years is a cutoff where you can say, okay, it's not getting better or maybe you have another year left? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there is clinical relevance here, not just research. When we look, for example, at MRI, and we would love to have the possibility to get MRI post-op, which we don't on every patient. But if we look, you will see that the ACL matures, the signal in the graft matures all the way out to two years. Um, when you look at data, for example, out of clinical biomechanics labs, you know that the movements, the motion, the function of the patient's knee will change over time and it will be up to two years in some instances where patients have altered in vivo kinematics. So, and when you look at retails, you know that most of the retails happen within the first 24 months. So if you put all this together, two years is really where you, you should make your mark. And of course, you know, like I said earlier, you'd like to see them even longer if you want to start assessing cartilage and uh, OA and so forth. Yeah, it's very, I think it's a very um, good timeline because um, less than two years doesn't uh, make any sense. So, uh, Volker, uh, I think we are at the end of our podcast. Thank you for your time and uh, for uh, joining our podcast uh, uh, issue. Thanks so much. Um, of course, I want uh, every uh, listener to join us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and to follow our podcast. So, Stay tuned and uh, see you uh, in our next session. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. This was Associate Professor Dr. Andreas Voss from the University Hospital of Regensburg in Germany on behalf of the Journal of Isakos. We hope to have you back for our next episode. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the society or the journal.